One. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody. Hi, everybody. It's Recruiting Animal. Recruiting Animal here on October, what is it today, the 19th, 2016? Still beautiful weather. I'm surprised. Anyway, let me tell you, I have a confession to make this week. A confession from me. I overreacted. I overreacted on social media, something I tell people never to do. So I'm going to confess, and I'm going to tell you the story, okay, very quickly. Some guy on Facebook suggested that cold calls were impositions on the person being called, and I disagreed. And before you knew it, people were describing me in just about the worst terms possible. I was the devil! I was the devil, right? And I got angry because I'm not the greatest person in the world, but I'm surely not the worst. There's worse people than me on this show! So I asked them, I said, come on, calm down, let's have a reasonable discussion. But it didn't make any difference. They didn't know me at all. I don't know these people, but in their eyes, I was quite awful, and they didn't mind saying so. Uh, Even the guy who set up the conversation, he teaches seminars about how everyone should be nice to each other, and he said I was blaming the victim, right? I'm blaming the victim because those guys are complaining about receiving cold calls. I said, look, if you ask someone on the street, you know, you ask them for the time, is that an assault? And some of those people said, yes, it is. Yes, it is, because some people are going to find it scary to be approached by a stranger, okay? Now, let's say I was marketing my services to the public, and someone was doing a search on me, on you know the internet and they came across this conversation later on okay and they probably wouldn't have the time to read through the whole thread the whole conversation they just see that a lot of people don't like me and they'd see all the names those people were calling me and they'd say hey we're not interested in doing business with the recruiting animal no way so i came up with a an idea. Just wait, Jerry. Am I I came, I'm almost done. I came, I came I up with an idea me. to protect. I came up with an idea to protect myself. On Facebook, you can reply to someone by hitting reply and having one of those indented conversations, right? Or you can reply by addressing that person in a brand new field below them. This sounds very subtle or petty, however you want to say it. But I'm going to say, start your conversations in a new field. Don't go for those replies that are... Because if you start your own conversation, you can delete the whole thing. So if a bunch of passionate people start making wild claims about you in print, when you're finished talking, you can delete it. You know, someone might copy it before you do that, but generally speaking, that's not going to happen. So it's a little thing, but it gives you some power over your Internet footprint. (laughs) Now that I've got you worried about your footprint, I'm going to ask you to speak your mind on Jerry Jerry. What show is this? The Recruiting Animal Show. 
sorry. <laughs> dude, you don't understand the pressure, okay? It's got to be timed out just that. right, just dude. But I held it. I held it. Waiting for you to. I was impressed. My if God. I was in a band with you, you'd be fired. I'm just saying. Okay, well, I've got to tell you what something. What is your family Kathy, theory, I'll get back like, to you in a second. Kathy Manis liked your shout. I liked here. it too, but here's the problem. You, you've got this new habit of having a delay. I finish saying, I say, Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? And there's silence. It puts me off. I don't know what's going on, okay? Putting his breath together. He's getting his diaphragm. Oh, dude, you, get, you don't understand the stage, animal. You just don't get it. I guess not. Not like you, Jerry and Kathy. Yeah. Let's move on Before we get into the show uh, I've got got a complaint It might just mimic what I said In my introduction Okay, But I've got a problem I posted something from the Talent Connect conference On my group uh, (laughs) RecruitingTricks.com And a speaker there Said that, you know, at the conference Said that the talent acquisition is set up to hire The cream of the crap Not the cream of the crop and I checked her Twitter page, and she said the same thing back in July, so she really means it. But when it came under the spotlight on the group, she said I was misinterpreting her. You know, why am I always wrong? I don't get it. There's no, if you say that the talent acquisition process is hiring cream of the crap, you mean it. Is there any question about what she meant? That's what I want to ask you, Jerry. There is no question. That's very clear. No, no, she said I was talking about the processes, not the people. Give me a break. What? Shut up, shut up. No, wait, Animal, I think you're getting too involved in American politics because your whole opening sounded like either one of the presidential candidates and and wanting to just, their their rant on the media and everything. Right. I've got to tell you something. Kathy must be listening to an old show because I didn't mention uh, American politics. I know no. that. I make right. You're just projecting on me. You're hallucinating, but, but you said, oh, okay, No, no. You Kathy, you're correct. I, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. Okay, good. Thanks, Jerry. Okay. I mean, let's blame Russia. I'll tell you what okay. about America. Let's blame Russia, not what the person said. Right. How sad is I see where you're going. anyone says, how sad is it if anyone says immoral, we think they're talking about our election? Yeah, okay. Jeremy Roberts is our guest. That's him. But, Jeremy, I'm going to reply to Kathy before I'm going to put this up now, which I wasn't going to. But, look, it's true. In this past week, all over the world, what's everyone been talking about? Somebody grabbing people in an improper way. Donald Trump, right? But I'm going to tell you about somebody who grabs people in a good way, okay? And that's my sponsor, PC Recruiter. Man, and I'm going to tell you why they grab people. Because, you know, there's all kinds of recruiting software companies. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll leave it for later. I don't think you can do this, man. I I don't think you can what? say this. I, I can't be a part of this. There's a new controversy coming up on Brad's video. You can't talk. You can't talk yeah. about grabbing people. Gra- nothing. Even if it's not even a. I gotta go. Uh, how long does that gonna last? That's a generic. Okay, I got, we're finished. I'll leave that for later. We're gonna go to the Gosh. guest. His name is Jeremy Roberts on Twitter. He's I'm Jeremy. I am J E R E M Y R. I'm Jeremy R. Okay, I think he's been on here a dozen times. Every time we tell him, that's a terrible name. Okay, but he Do I hear a rubber ducky splashing around in the background? 
<laughs> I don't know. Mom, Sesame I, mean, I got terrible sound. Blog <laughs> <laughs> talk radio does not work. Okay. Is that you, Maureen? Let me talk. Hi, Maureen. Okay. Maureen? Listen. Yes, I'm here. Yes. Can you hear? Let me get to can the show. Me? I can hear you. Can I get to okay. the show, please? Can I get to the what? show, please? I just want to introduce the guest, okay? He used to be the head guy at SourceCon. And I want to say, by watching his show on the Google Hangouts, uh, SourceCon Live, and you can still see those shows on uh, YouTube, I got to know all of the top sourcers, or some of them, uh, and I really got to know them, like Dean DaCosta, Aaron Lintz, uh, what's the guy's name, Mark Tortorici, Randy Bailey, all those guys I, you know, I didn't know before. So he's a good guy, this Jeremy, and he wants to talk today about artificial intelligence and machine learning. So I said, hey, why not? Jeremy Roberts, how are you today? Good to be here. Great. Good to be here. Thanks for having me back. Louder. 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 Thank you for having me back. Talking to the phone. No, there's somebody else in the background, Animal. Somebody else. I hear children and stuff. Yeah. Not that I don't like children. I love the But I hear them. Okay, 520. Area code 520. I got rid of that person. Okay. Okay, Jeremy, uh, I'll just jump right into it. Rob McIntosh, your enemy, he says that the majority <laughs> of people in recruiting are going to uh, – he says to, this is what he says to them. The majority of you in recruiting are going to be redundant, and you don't even realize it. True or false? Uh, it's, it's a, why do you always go black and white? I, I guess that's what he wrote. That's what he said. Why blame me? I think that is Everybody true. blames me. I think that is true. I think that is true, actually. Yes. I think that a lot of people are going to become redundant. When you look at the overall industry, a lot of what we do and a lot of what we used to do has already been and will be more automated in the future. Okay, Absolutely. you know what? Right. Your, your statements are starting to get redundant. You're starting to get redundant. Now, be, just hold on a sec. Here's what he also said. <laughs> That's a little early to be punching the guest in the face. It's, we're 12, 12 minutes in You've here. You've got to teach him at the beginning. Get him early, Jerry. Teach him what <laughs> right, you want, right. okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He also says, the people in recruiting don't add value. They don't treat another human being like a human being. And a large majority of recruiters don't care or they're just clueless. And when that's the case, you're opening the door to change and disruption. In other words, artificial intelligence is going to replace these useless drones. Do you agree with that? Seventy percent of them are useless, he says. Yes. And it's, that's a hard – the reason I always hesitate is the people that I interact with and you interact with online that, that are kind of the, um, the cream of the crop, to go back to the, the phrase you used earlier. The cream of the crop, no, but I, when you look at our entire profession, yes. Okay, I would so say most of the people we interact with. I think it's – Jeremy, don't you think it's kind of like that anyway right now? Mm-hmm. Always was. Okay, does, that, does anybody else want to comment? Maureen, do you want to say something? 70%. Rob McIntosh says 70% of recruiters don't care or they're clueless, okay, and they're going to be replaced. Maureen claims to be interested in artificial intelligence. Do you agree with that statement? Jeremy Roberts does. Now she's disappeared. Are we anybody back to the recruiting right, robots again? Let me tell you. What'd you say, Jerry? Uh, are we back to the recruiting robot army or something? Yeah, yeah. That's not going to happen, is yeah. it? Is that happening now? 
Okay, so let me. That's what Jeremy uh, believes. Jeremy, I want to get in on Let's let's lead that initiative. Let's do it. Can we understand exactly how it's going to happen? Okay, so let's think about the things. I'm going to go back in time, like to five, six years ago, the things that we used to do. Let's think about the things that have already been automated in the last ten years, right? Resume parsing, right? When you, when a lot of us started in the business, we were cutting and pasting pieces of a resume into our CRM or our ATS, right? That's machine learning and automation. Now you just click a button and your your CRM or ATS automatically knows how to parse that resume. That took machine learning. We trained the machines to do that, right? That's one thing. Um, social profile aggregation. So instead of looking at a professional network and then get you're a making stack me overflow. Okay, you just hey, break it down, break it down. You okay. know what they say no, in the song? Let's break it down. Down for who? A dummy? Or regular people so like listen. us that are listening? Resume parsing, um, candidate matching, candidate <sighs> ranking, um, detecting duplicates in the database, refreshing old profiles, marketing automation, and okay, building hold communities. On a second. All Wait of a that second. Has been Wait a second, now. Jeremy. <laughs> okay, look. Just before we, I read a bunch of articles by Rob, Rob Harambe. I read a, a bunch of articles by <laughs> Katrina Kibben and Rob McIntosh and uh, all these people, and they were all saying, "Oh, you guys are out! It's going to be a landslide or a mudslide to take away all the crap, not the cream of the crop, the cream of the crap." Okay, they're going to get rid of you recruiters. And then just before the show started. David Perry asked a question on uh, the SourceCon group, which you used to run. And he said, look, are there any good automated Boolean string generators? And uh, Irina Shamaeva, who knows something about that, came on and said no. Dean DaCosta, who knows something about that, came on and said no. And he started running. Tom Matt, Rob McIntosh was there. He ran for the corner. And so then I called Katrina Kibben in. I said, what do you think about this? Oh, no. Oh, maybe, yeah. She wasn't as enthusiastic as she was in the article. I claim these articles are overselling AI. What do you say? Um, I don't. I don't think they are. I think the people they keep saying that we're going to do away with recruiting by artificial intelligence and machine learning. We're going to do away with recruiting. So if you if you compare it to another industry, there recently was a person who was diagnosed with leukemia from a machine learning application. They were able to process all of the symptoms and test results this person had, and doctors hadn't been able to pinpoint that it was leukemia, and a machine was able to. So does that mean once we have all these, all this figured out that doctors are going to go away? No, it doesn't. It means that doctors, instead of spending two minutes with us, are going to actually get to know us and treat us instead of running from room to room and spending 30 seconds with each patient. Attorney, what you're saying is, so, is that, that it's all going to be, all this data is going to be gathered, and then the human side of the artificial intelligence is going to be actually working with the data and interacting with the people. Well, no, what I what I think is going to happen is the automation and the machine learning is going to make it so that people like Jerry can manage their clients and manage their candidates and have more time to do it because what is taking us so much time right now is okay. so much Okay, easier. I think, hold on, so, Kathy, somebody's on a real garbled line. And don't tell, is that more you, Maureen? I just opened Maureen's line. Is that you on the garbled line? Do I have to close you off? 
Whoever has the speaker. Are you in your car? No, Are you in your not car? now. No, I'm not now. Sounds okay. better now. Look, no, I, that's what I let's thought, give Jared, an example. I, yeah. I must not have phrased it right, but... Yeah, no, so like the yeah, the human side the humans involved in the process. Once the automation and the machine learning is is optimized, then we're gonna have more time to do the core recruiting skills that people have been teaching and learning since the you know like the what? beginning of you know, recruiting. I, you don't talk in generalities on this show. Let's take a step back. Let's first say what is machine learning? And I found an uh, example in Katrina's article. Machine learning is this Textio apparently can figure out by analyzing the responses to your job, your job postings, what sells. It takes a look at the, the contents of the job posting. It takes a look at who got the best, which one's got the best response. It figures out, it analyzes, figures out what elements of a job posting sell, and then it rewrites your job post with that kind of learning. That's machine learning, right, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. That's one one element of machine learning. Another okay, element you know, of machine somebody's learning. Somebody's on a bad line here, and I'm going to have to, to I'll mute you. I won't cut you off, but I'll mute mute you. Okay. So go ahead, Jeremy. So there's there's basically machine learning is is anytime you're teaching a machine to do things that we previously did right and and so another application of machine learning is if you think about sourcing we used to look is it Jeremy Hines? yeah I blocked him <laughs> by accident probably got the wrong the bad line uh-huh. Jeremy go ahead. Where did you cut me off? So, so I'm sorry, I cut you off. Oh my goodness, your audio is horrible, animal. Yeah, that's you, not me. Okay. I I, I muted everybody already. I, I I can't find it. Okay. Well, um, so so machine learning is anytime you're teaching a machine to do things that we previously were requiring a human in the past. So with basically when you're aggregating profiles, for example, like we used to look at someone on a professional network, then we go look for them on other networks, and then we try to consolidate as much information about that person as we can, and then we try to predict their email address. Machine learning has now automated that because it can look at all these different social networks and determine when it's the same person and what their email addresses might be and, and all of those things. So that that's another example of machine learning. So that, there are a lot of different examples. And really, a lot of the applications described when I was in HR tech, pretty much everyone was talking about machine learning and artificial intelligence. And so I made it my challenge. I wasn't going to say machine learning or AI to anyone I spoke with. And then at the end, they would say, but do you use machine learning? And it's like, well, of course, we couldn't do what we do without machine learning. It's kind of like saying, does your website Yeah, you know what? You're speaking in such generalities. It's it's putting me to sleep, okay? Sorry, everybody. Okay, the guest is putting – he's mind glazing over because I don't know what we're talking about. You you hold on, okay? Yeah, let's ask him. Does anybody have a question? Because I've got some other questions. Does anybody have a question for him? I don't know what you're having a problem understanding. I think it makes perfect sense. It's like the Industrial Revolution of the recruiting world. Here comes the Industrial Revolution again. (laughs) Okay, well, Well, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Thank you, Uh, You know what? 
uh, let's let's do some not machine learning and, and move away from AI unless someone has a, a very concrete kind of question. Okay. You know what? I saw somebody I, I has a big. I think the big thing is AI and machine learning is going to be a part of everything we do. We don't have to understand what's going on behind the scenes. We have to know Nobody if it's making our lives easier. Nobody even knows what you're easier. talking about. Nobody knows what you're talking about. What you mentioned a minute ago well, I thought that's was why a, a, a social... Know. Well, let me talk and I'll explain for you. A minute ago, without saying the keywords, you were talking about a social media aggregator. You know, the, you put in the person's email address and it's it like Clearbid or uh, Reportive and it, or 360 Social and it tells you all the places where this person is online. That's what you were talking about and that's what you're calling automation or machine learning. Am I right? This is one example. I mean, there are machine learning processes going on in, in everything we do now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just only think in concrete terms, okay? Only think in concrete terms. I gave you the other example. Textio, I've heard about it. I've never seen it in action. It writes job, uh, job ads for you or something like that, right? But it, can, it does it based on which ads worked best in the past. It learns. And there's, mm -hmm. this, there's this robot. It looks like a robot called Maya. It's a recruiting assistant. Have you heard about that? It answers all kinds of questions. It's on it's like a chat box. It's on 24 hours a day. If somebody goes to your career site, uh, it can ask this Which, robot where, questions, no, where, and it has is, conversations with them. Where, wait, wait. Where is this? San Francisco. With a company in San Francisco. Maya. Um, Maya. M-Y-A. M-Y-A. Anybody's interested? Okay. It's the first fully automated recruiting assistant. assistant. It engages with applicants. You know, ask anyone, them questions. It answers. Okay. Yeah. Am I so, the guest now? So, you, I, I'm just trying to figure out how many sponsors you have today. Why don't you get a phone that we can hear you on, okay? That's what I'm wondering. So, so no, I haven't heard of Maya. Who, who's using it so far? I don't know. I, well, I'd have to take a look. Uh, I don't so, know. I read the so article. It's on Forbes. So, anybody yeah, anybody so, who's really interested in AI like you claim to be should know so, about this. Okay, I shouldn't so, have so, to yeah. tell you. So another application of it. Can I, can I finish a sentence this time? I'm going to tell you another application, right? So one, one of the hardest things to do in recruiting is to train people to think like a sourcer, someone to, to train them how to cut through the database. And so we have a new application called Ray. You may have seen it in uh, Fast Company or ERE. But Ray, spelled R-A-I, is basically connected to our database of 350 million profiles. And recruiters can talk to it, and it will walk you through the search process and give you results. It will give you insights. Like if you say, tell me the diversity uh, makeup of Etsy. It will break down the diversity makeup of Etsy based on our 350 million profiles. So we actually, uh, there are a lot of people talking about these chatbots and, and artificial intelligence assistants, but none of them are actually connected to live data yet. They, they're, they're raising money and, and they started to work on it. Ours is actually connected to live data and it works. So, so that, that's what we've got right now. And that's one example of okay. uh, machine learning and AI. Okay. Anybody else got a question before I move on? You know, 
Okay, nobody. Okay, you know, I got a question. Jerry asked Bill. You know, Bill. Uh, Bill Vick posted uh, an article about uh, big billers. Jerry, are you still here? No, he's gone. Okay. Uh, anyway, he was talking about big billers, people who bill over five hundred thousand dollars a year uh, as sole uh, practitioners in their uh, third-party uh, agency recruiting businesses. Right? You with me, Jeremy? I am. Is anybody on the line? Okay. Yep. And so, uh, yeah. So Jerry said he's met a few of these people over the years. They're entirely consumed with making placements. Every minute of the day they're thinking about closing, right? He said that's no way to live. That's not the way for a normal person to live, right? He wants to be a medium biller and take Fridays off. And you know what? That seemed to be the reasonable way to approach these things. Not like a maniac. I wanted to know what anybody else thought about that. Big biller. I agree. I agree. But isn't it odd that the the numbers of 500,000 hasn't changed in like 15 years? That was a big biller 15 years ago. Wouldn't you think it would have gone up to like 800 by now? Sorry, I just missed that. I was on I don't call. Know. Well, what, what happened? Bring me up to speed here. Somebody, what? Okay, you said, Jerry, that big billers are not living a decent lifestyle because they're just thinking about closing all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I've met that. I've met okay, those people. Thank you. Is, that, is yeah. that it? You know what? Did what, everybody what about, agree with me? What about where I start? Yeah, we all agreed with you. Fine. Now that you're Is the out. show still going okay. on? Well, uh, yeah, the show's still on. Okay. It's, it's flopping, Jerry. It's okay. Flopping. All right. I just had one of my well, uh, consultants I mean, call me and they said they got a memo that said everybody has to take 12 days off between now and the end of the year, including contractors. Well, nobody I'll told me you, about that. I'll tell you why the show's flopping. Jeremy's calling on a lousy phone. That's number one. Number two, you know, you have to pull teeth to get him to be concrete. That's mm. the number. That's the. Number What's he doing thing. now? Have we covered okay, that? We're talking. Yeah, we're finished with AI. Okay, we're going to talk about real Finally. stuff. I want to go back to nobody this. wants to hear I about that to crap. Go back. Well, he wanted to talk about it. I didn't invite him to talk about it. Okay. So the guest is in charge now. That's a flip. Hmm. Well, let me let me tweet you know, that. Animal show an now left guest. Like what? a superstar. Okay. Look, well, this woman from Amazon, she spoke and she said the talent processes are not made to put people forward. Uh, and they, they give us the cream of the crap, not the cream of the crop. What does that mean, Jeremy? You're more tuned in with these corporate talent processes than Jerry and me and Maureen. What's that about? Yeah, what's that mean? First off, I don't know because people were looking at a tweet and then coming up with their opinion on the tweet without having heard the presentation. So, I honestly feel bad for the person who said it and got tweeted and because it, it, it's now being analyzed, and I think none of us heard the original conversation. Isn't that due primarily to Animal being a kind of a tabloid recruiter, <laughs> inquirer, <laughs> rag? Was, and really, nobody would even give a shit if he wouldn't have retweeted yeah. that out of context. So really, this is a problem that he's created, not anybody else. I, okay. I, well, yeah, I don't. You know who that was tweeted by? It was a one-hour presentation. Right on, Jerry. Right on. Yeah. Jer- hold okay. on. Jonathan Campbell Again. from Social what? Talent. Jonathan Campbell from Social Talent. He's not me. Okay. He put that forward. Meisha Cannon 
I don't know her, but she was uh, on some uh, Intelo's list as an upcoming superstar. Yeah, so she tweeted it. This woman had it on her Twitter page in January. It means something. And Jerry Crispin commented. Again, he's another superstar. He said, I have no doubt. (laughs) Yeah, I have no doubt that Danielle Danielle is referring to the poor quality of the systems Mm -hmm. and processes that ineffectively select. She wasn't talking about the applicants. We know she was talking about the applicants, but Crispin, he says here that the the processes and the systems are garbage, right? And I was asking Jeremy uh, mm. if they are. Is, is okay. True? Thanks the for refining that and give us a little background. I, I like that question. I was going to say, I don't think this person was talking about the quality of the human beings. I think this person was referring to the quality of match, uh, the quality of matching. No. You know what I'm saying? Like the, no. there's a skill set mismatch, and I think a lot of systems okay, are not a quality structured of in a way that gets to the right good. people immediately. The, okay, the quality do they not of, deliver the right people. I think that's common. Yes. Look, we. I think. We've got all these recruiting. We've got all these recruiting consultants going around telling people how to do things, and here Jerry Crispin is saying that these things aren't delivering the right people. What's going wrong? People don't. You know, you can't make it that simplistic. That's what's going wrong. You've got to rely on more than just punching a button. We, I don't know what that means. Uh, okay. I know. Uh, Animal, also, ever since yeah, I've come I back, you don't know what, I, what, I'm, what I'm saying. And yeah, what I I'm don't trying... know what you mean. Is that a crime? You, maybe you should improve your uh, communication. Okay? It's well, not me all the time. Hmm. Time for an hour. I'll go back to Wow. Okay. Kathy, I'm, I'm sorry to... about that. I, I... Kathy, you God, did you say you're going Animal. back in a coma? Don't something, do that. I didn't say you should do something's that. Something's on his okay? mind. No comas. And it's not this no show. Comas. He's snapping. snapping. You know why? Because the blog talk radio made me call in a way I didn't want to. It wasn't working when mm. I called every. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Look, everybody. I'll go back. I'll go back to the start of the show when I said grabbing people is the theme of the week. And don't tell me it's inappropriate for me to talk about it. It's all anybody is talking about. Grab them where, animal. And. Where do we grab these people? <laughs> well, that was like Let's two weeks ago. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> My that client grabs ago. you by your mind. He grabs you by right. your mind. God, that and, was great. Uh, because you're a recruiter and you want to do a good job. And they got this ATS called PC Recruiter, and they want to do a good job for you. No matter what kind of recruiter you are, you can be an executive search, direct hire, staffing. They love you. They love what you do, and they want to appeal to everybody. They love every recruiter, and they want to appeal to you. So I'm begging you, go over there, pcrecruiter.net, and when you're there, tell them Animal sent you. And i got to say something, okay? I was at the Boolean Strings chat last week, and there were people saying spontaneously, I don't think they've been paid, they were saying, you know what? I use PC Recruiter because there was a, a discussion of ATS. So there's real people using it. They're happy. And I think they can make you happy. Too. Okay. Don't, don't make noise, okay? Oh, you know what? Here's something else from the Talent Connect. Jeremy, what do you think of this? If somebody comes up to you and you, they say, what do you do, right? 
And you don't say, I'm a recruiter. You say, I help build companies and change lives every day. Does that seem reasonable to you, like a good elevator speech? You don't say, not I'm a recruiter. All. You say, oh. you know, why not? not it makes you want to puke. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I, can't, I could never Too say corny? that. Too corny. Okay. That's very corny. Who's that, Jim Durbin? Jim Durbin? No. Is that Jim? Who's saying it? Okay. Is it Jeremy? Um, I don't know. Jeremy. Okay. That was that Jeremy. Was okay. Okay. Now, now here's something else, Jeremy. Apparently, 90% of Fortune 500 companies don't have mobile applications, right? Uh, and uh, is that deliberate because it's too easy? If it's too easy to apply on mobile, you'll get all these candidates that people don't want or applicants that people don't want. Is that deliberate? You see people keep complaining, oh, the Fortune 500 companies are lagging behind. Uh, everybody searches for jobs on their phone, but you can't apply from your phone. You shouldn't be able to apply from your phone, should you? I don't agree with that. I think you should be able to apply from your phone because the only the people, like if you look at a job and you're really, really interested because you don't have a job, then you're going to go home and get online and apply. But the people who are just might think it's interesting and don't want to go waste an hour figuring out an application are not going to. I think it's because of compliance purposes. Um, most people haven't haven't really, I guess, they're not using mobile apply because their compliance departments have made it too difficult for them to. But I think most recruiters would want that. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, this I tool, think there's, there's Maya. Yes, the most applications. Okay, Maya, M-Y-A, this, this recruiting assistant, she also filters out. She automatically filters out the bad candidates. So apparently that's a, a big relief for the live recruiters. They don't have to wade through all those crappy resumes. So maybe if you've got a, a machine doing all the sorting for you automatically, you don't have to... Uh, worry about about getting too many is that does that make sense absolutely no okay so lou adler says he says you know this so the same girl who talked about the cream of the crap she said we shouldn't do human interviews we should be doing uh assessments online uh assessments what do you think about that I don't have a problem with that. I think at the beginning, at the, for the first phase of it, I mean, some of these online interviews and assessments save tons of time. So I don't think that they should – I don't like the artificial intelligence that's reading your body language and your facial expressions to weed you out, but I think doing the video interview process where you can uh, really shorten the time and get a lot of people interviewed quickly is, is going to save people a lot of money. Okay, I saw Phil from I would England agree call back in. I had you, I had you on mute before, because I, th- I thought your line was making noise. I think uh, it's okay thank you very much. Okay. So you can hear me now. I could hear you before, but I blocked you out because you were making noise. I think your line. You want to say something, Phil? I see you call back so in. Long ago. Can't even remember what it was now. No worries. You sound like Ringo Starr now. Okay. Anybody else want to say something? Who? I opened a bunch of lines. Okay, but here's what Lou Adler says. You know who Lou Adler is, right? Oh, Jeremy? Yes. Jeremy, oh, yeah. you know Lou yeah, Adler? Know. Okay. 
Absolutely. Okay. So with this talent, this online assessment, Lou Adler says throw out the online assessment test because top talent won't complete it. You agree with Lou, or are you with Danielle, the cream well, of the crap girl? Well, Lou is the retained executive search person, right? So Lou, if Lou does interviews with 20 people, he closes deals, right? Um, the other person hires, what, hundreds of thousands of people throughout the year? Um, if they don't automate it, there's no way they could survive. They're, they're different perspectives on the same issue. So I think they're both right for their own so you, unique. So you Thanks. think Lou is only like, speaking to third-party agencies, not corporate uh, recruiters? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying I'm not saying who he's speaking. I don't know who he's speaking to, but I'm saying his perspective. He's a third-party executive search guy who trains corporate recruiters. He's probably right for the hard-to-fill, most difficult 15% of jobs every organization has. He's probably right, but that's you know a corporate recruiting leader hiring hundreds of thousands of people per year. They can't have yeah. – first off, you can't hire enough recruiters who are good enough at interviewing to, to interview everyone at that level. Second, you can't you, – you, you could never get it all done. Okay. Okay, next question. Andrew Godomsky commented as well. We know he's a very smart guy. He says that uh, when you're in this business, like you're saying, where you're, you've got thousands or even hundreds of thousands of applicants – you're really in the no business, not the yes business, because 99% of applicants are not going to get hired. So rejecting them, and they might be a huge uh, part of your consumer base as well, rejecting them is a very uh, important uh, thing. The way you reject hey, I'm going to be back in a minute. I'm going to go grab a snack. <laughs> you know, do you want to you ask him a question? Hey, hey before hey, you go, man, you're always asking for money. You're always asking for money and getting paid, right? Why don't you ask a question that's going to be interesting if I'm not doing it? Give me some support. What are you doing now? That's what I want to know, Jeremy. Have you, did, I did I miss doing? that? What well, Jeremy doesn't want to now? talk about that. I, he well, doesn't I want to talk, talk about, about it. that, I, okay? I, well, I, I can answer that question. I, I, left, I left SourceCon. I was with ERE for three years. Amazing experience. We organized like six conferences and had a lot of fun. And um, was that a full time to, job? Yeah, absolutely, it was. It was more than full time. So okay. Just, uh, just I, I find that kind of stuff uh, interesting. I mean, we all yeah. see these things going on, and outside of attending one, we don't really know what all's involved. So I thanks for asking yeah, so, that, Jerry. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. Like, where is yeah, Jeremy well, now? So yeah. great question. Well, so Thank so you. that was a great job. I so I, I I did it for three years, and at that at the end of three years, you know, I think what made me good at that job at the beginning was I was a practitioner, kind of on the cutting edge. And three years in, I was just kind of a talking head. You know, I didn't want to become one of those people talking about something I didn't do. So I, at that point, I started evaluating: Do I want to get back in and um, recruit again, or do I want to go to a technology company? and apply everything I know about technology and recruiting to try to make better products. And I, yeah. I went that direction. Oh. So, so, so now, I, uh, now I work with, uh, with hiring salt. So. Okay. Boom. Awesome. So what do you do, Jeremy? Um, like what is your role? What's the so meat of your role? role? My role is basically if you think about a, a software company, you've got a sales team and then you've got the developers who build the product, right? And I kind of sit right between, like when the sales team, after they close the deal, I work with our customers 
to, to understand how to use the product. And then I work with the engineers so that they understand our customers better. You know, so do I kind of play the... Or do you help the customer implement? Yeah, I help them put it, help them understand kind of how it fits in their workflow. And um, a lot of, you know, whenever you're selling a sourcing tool, if you sell a sourcing tool to someone who isn't a very good recruiter, then you need to help them understand how to recruit better so that they have success with your tool and renew. So I, do, I still do a lot of training, a lot of writing, and, you know, a lot of uh, consulting on, you know, just different issues with recruiting and, and sourcing candidates. So, you know, it's fun. It kind of leverages everything I've ever done. That's cool. So do they call that Fantastic. customer success? Any, any, any other questions? Are you satisfied now, Jerry? What was that question? I'm enlightened. I mean, I don't know if I'm satisfied. I'm, uh, <laughs> my my mind is voracious. Oh, Jeremy, do you, re- do you like, recommend what systems should be put into place, or are they already in place and you just help your customer understand how to utilize it? Well, we actually, like, I mean, I, I'm totally biased, and I want them all using my only system I have. So, uh, so no, we're, I help them once they make the decision to use our tool, I help them use it, right? Okay. Or um, if they want to understand if we solve their problems, then I'll go in and, and kind of do the pre-sales work with them there. But, but no, we only have, we only okay. have our product. So okay. I am like a no product marketing manager kind of, product marketing manager yeah. for sales support. I, Okay, you're also also organizing conferences like you did before. Let me move on, okay? Since we're talking about your job, did you have any difficulty earning credibility with your new coworkers? Uh, I don't think so. I think anytime you're – you always have to earn credibility, but um, I knew most of them because they came to SourceCon every year. They were a sponsor the whole time I was at SourceCon. Uh So I've known the CEO Uh since I – you know, for three years. So, yeah. One of the other questions that kept coming up at, at Talent Connect that I saw was making people feel like they belong. That's a huge issue, apparently. Uh, did they do anything special to make you feel like you belong? Did you not feel like you belonged when you got there? They paid me. <laughs> that was like okay. That's uh, I don't know. No, no, I'm not okay. really and they like, also really about things like that. Okay, so well, they, you know, Lou Adler says that if you're I not do. high touch, yeah, okay. Lou Adler says also that anyone who, any recruiter who's not high touch won't have a job in the future, okay, because the machines are going to do the stuff that's not high touch. I, I so agree. That's what you're I saying. Agree. It's going to work out well because I'm looking okay. to not have a job in the future. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I'm okay. going to try yeah, to so, time it just right. Unfortunately, they also said that people in who come from, I guess, visible minorities, they have trouble feeling like they belong. Is that true? Is that that they have, you have to really uh, go out of your way to, you know, if they are new members of your team, make them feel like they belong. That's why I asked you. Nobody did anything special to make you. There was no special onboarding process to make you feel like you belong. Um, is that because you're I mean, you know what? I'm uh, gonna you know, what's the story? I'm going to... I'm going to talk to them about that. I mean, now you've got me a little self-conscious. I want to make sure I belong. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll reach out and, and, and get to the bottom of that. But, no, we're all virtual. Like, mostly okay. we have our engineers and our CEO are in one office, and then the rest of the team is virtual. So we all belong uh-huh. in a Slack channel together, and that's pretty much it. Uh-huh. I, love, I love working virtual, okay. and uh, I'm pretty can, low Can I ask a question? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
side yeah. question. Go ahead. Uh, this is just a, a terminology, so I don't so I don't get lost in this shuffle here. Uh, what's the difference between a virtual recruiter and a remote recruiter? I think it's the same thing. Oh, oh, thank, you. thank you. That's all I wanted to know. Okay, look. Who's got the crappy Black, phone line uh, going here? Black. They're all crappy today. It's probably killing me. Uh, this John Vlastelica, <laughs> you know him, right? You know Who? John Vlastelica? Yeah, he likes to say it, Vlastelica. Okay, whatever his name is, okay? Right. John Alphabets. Okay, I'll get in trouble for saying that, but we used to say that here for fun. Okay, <laughs> John Alphabets, Johnny Alphabets, right? He's, his big thing is getting the attention of a hiring manager. And here's a quote from him. I'd rather have a pissed-off, engaged hiring manager <laughs> than one that is going to ignore me. I, that's kind of an odd thing to say, isn't it? What do you say to that? No. I think it idea. gets the result. I think it gets the result. I mean, bottom line, it doesn't matter. If they're ignoring you and not engaged, then you're definitely not going to make any money and you're not going to make a placement. If they're at least engaged with yeah. you, you have, the, you have a chance to get through the, the, the current situation. Yeah. Who's got the dogs now? You? Jerry's dogs agree. Who's got the, the dogs? The virtual employee's got some dog problems going on there. <laughs> I disagree with wanting to have a pissed-off customer. That's just a ridiculous uh-huh. statement. That's just an absurd statement. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, if you think about it like okay. a marriage, if your wife won't even fight with you, that means she just probably doesn't even like you, and it's probably not going anywhere. If your wife... If my wife likes, if my wife's fighting with me, I know she's mad, and we at least are going to work through it. But my wife doesn't have want to hear uh, ten other marriage. guys calling to, to see if uh, they marriage, can make a placement okay. with her every week. Either. So there's a difference. <laughs> okay, my okay, wife Jerry, is stuck with me. Here's another. Here's another <laughs> one. This kept coming up at the Talent Connect. Great talent is not attracted to mediocre recruiters. Okay. Uh, what does that mean, really? Isn't it the job and the company that's going to make all the difference, not the quality of the recruiter? Aren't you asking me that? Somebody else answer that. I mean, if it's your first contact is with the recruiter, you're representing the company. You're the face of the company. You better com- you better damn well come across well. Okay, I guess I'm going to be. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Thank you want you me to hallucinate again? I'll do that. <laughs> no, I agree no, with you. It's okay. Just give Jeremy, okay. give Jeremy a chance. Go ahead. No, Go ahead. I totally, I totally agree with that. I think that a lot of recruiters have become mediocre and they're process-driven. I think, like, if you look at people who were hired in the last five or six years, they were trained by technology companies, not by recruiting trainers who really understand best practices, right? They were trained how to use whatever tool they have access to, and that was it. So they're, they're very underwhelming in most cases. So what does that mean, they're underwhelming? What does it mean they're mediocre? Does it mean something to you? I don't know what it means. It means that they're, they, they learned how to do a search in whatever paid tool their company bought them, and then they send a message, and if you reply, then they'll call you and ask you about the job and, and tell you about the job and ask you about your background. They're not, like, calling and doing everything Lou Adler – has been teaching since the 80s, right? They're not, they're not motivating and inspiring and getting you excited about a job. They're seeing if you're a fit and then moving on to the next candidate. Uh-huh. How do you get people motivated and excited about a job? Well, you've got to make sure you know what's in it for them. 
Who said that? Michael G. Cox? No, I did. Or Jeremy? I can't. No, I'm not Jeremy. Okay. Who is it? I don't know. I can't write that correct. I don't know who you are. Who is it? David Perry Perry in Ottawa. Yep. Why did you speak up earlier to save me, okay? What's that? What's the difference, David Perry? What's the difference between a mediocre recruiter and a good recruiter? Well, that's an easy that's an easy answer. The good recruiter understands what's in it for the person he's talking to before he ever picks up the phone and makes a call. How does he know what's that? What's in it for me? With him? What's that? How do you know that? Yeah, how, how do you it's know that before you make a call? I mean, the other person. Yeah, that's kind of an okay, assumption. This there. is a guy. This guy has written. No, I don't know how many assumption. books about no, no, recruiting. No, 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 no. Okay, that's not an assumption. That's really good. That's really good research. If you go on someone's LinkedIn profile, if you read some of their Twitter comments, if you go on their Facebook profile, if you do a little bit of stalking, there I used the bad word, you do a little bit of stalking, yeah. you can start to understand what's important to this individual. So you can have a conversation that you can open up. A conversation doesn't have to be about the job, but it can be more than, hey, uh, my name is, and uh, I got this job, and you want to take a look at it, which is... The vast, which is what the vast majority of recruiters have been doing for the pump since I got in. You know, this dinosaur Hold on a second, Dave. Dave, yep. Dave, Dave. You said the you yep, said a yep. good recruiter doesn't talk about the job. That's what it's all about. And the mediocre recruiter no, talks about it's the not, job. It's not Sounds about, like, no, you're, you're baiting me now. <laughs> no, no. The, I'm the, not. It's not about the job. It's not about the job. It's about the person that you called first, and then it's about the job. Hmm. Well, 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 I don't that's get like it. Going what do you mean a, if you're not that's talking like going about going out on a date and saying, "Lie down, I think I love you." No, 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 no. Okay, we're not talking about the quick and dirty. You know, like it or not, candidates have become fairly sophisticated the last oh, let's call it ten years, and and most of them have at least an understanding of what they want out of life, and most recruiters have no intention of understanding you know what the candidate is about. And asking them questions before they pitch, and that's why. No, I'm sorry, I got to jump in here. Most recruiters, uh, most recruiters Dave, you'll, you'll never make it in this business. Amateurs. You, you, you'll never make it in this business, David. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, well, you know okay, now. So I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm done. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm going back. So you got to get there. You got to get their interest. You got to get their interest, and then I agree with you. You've got to get their interest to stay on the phone, but then you've got to know what would motivate you to consider a change, you know, and you've got to get to the bottom of that. And I don't think you can find that out by their last several Facebook arguments about Trump or Clinton. No, you can't. You can't. But you, but you have to understand the person before you understand the professional. People are more than example of what you're talking about. You said look at their LinkedIn profile and talk to them about anything. It doesn't have to be the job. Give me an example. Um, I am recruiting the chief public relations officer now for a company in New York City. And I am looking at profiles now both uh, on LinkedIn and in a couple of other directories, and I'm looking for someone who has had experience – um, outside work in um, promoting causes, any cause. I don't care what the cause is. 
any cause. So when I call them up, I'm going to say, hey, listen, I was on your LinkedIn profile, or I understand that you know, you're heavily involved in you know, mothers against drink drivers, uh, drunk drivers. You know, before I tell you uh, why I'm calling, let me tell you who I am. Give me my phone number, answer any of your questions, and then uh, maybe we can have a conversation. Now, do I do this at every level? Yeah. Does it work at the executive level? Yeah. Does it work at the non-executive level? I don't know, but I would think so. Because on the phone, until we introduce ourselves, we're all just strangers. And you know, the thing going through your mind is, who the hell are you? Why should I answer your calls? And you don't know me. And, and they're right, by all accounts. So how do you go from you know, dead last, don't exist, to having a conversation? Yeah. Okay. You know what? It sounded to me like you this. looked at the guy's profile. You took out the basic thing that you're looking for and say, "I see you have this. I want to talk to you about a job." Funny thing. Kind of a side note on that. Uh, the other day, I was kind of sprucing up my uh, LinkedIn profile. So under the where it suggests, "Hey, why don't you tell people what your what causes you care about and what you do?" I checked them all. Animal welfare, arts and culture, children, civil rights, economic empowerment, education, environment, health, human rights, disaster and humanitarian relief, politics, poverty alleviation, science and technology, and social services. So, so have you actually? Who did so actually? Those, so have you actually been to any? No. Um, have you been, have you actually, that's just it, right? So, you, so you're not really part of any of it. So, you know, no. that wouldn't that wouldn't that wouldn't uh, fool a good recruiter like Jerry, for example. <laughs> He'd go, you're all about it. You know, you're, you're, you're an inch deep and a mile wide. However, if you've done a white paper, okay. if you've been in a press release, oh, you've gone here. to a gala, if you've organized something, that's different. Yeah. That's what I you're agree. looking for. I, I, not that hard to I, figure out. I have a question for the practitioners on the phone, if I can. So go ahead. We, we, keep, we keep hearing that people don't like to get phone calls anymore, right? And, and I think we can all accept that. Anybody with children knows that text messaging – is what they all want, right? So millennials don't want phone calls. Does that mean they're less effective? It kind of goes back to your cold call conversation. I still think that if you have one call with someone and you disarm them and they're not used to being on the phone, you have really differentiated yourself. But that's just a theory. So you guys who work in the trenches every day, are phone calls less effective or more effective or about the same than they were when generations communicate that, that way. Dave Perry give the first answer. So, you know, I, I will Dave say Perry. that I'm, I'm as old as a dinosaur, and I haven't really changed my methods. I try everything once, twice if I live through it, right? Um, I'm a phone guy. I mean, yes, I've closed deals with WhatsApp. Um, I've used messaging to close deals. Have I used messaging to open up any conversations? No, I'm a phone guy. And when the phone doesn't but, work, you know, I'll send a letter or a FedEx. But so these people who say they don't like – because I heard at a conference someone presented that we shouldn't be calling people because that's not how they want to hear from recruiters. Well, of course not, because it, when a good recruiter gets you on the phone, you can't get off. So well, of course they would rather – Can I, rather can I interject leave. something here? I, I have a millennial son, um, and I asked him this very question. You know, would you rather be texted? Would you rather be called? He said, I'd much rather be called because the person's not going to know who I am via texting. So, I mean, and he's a liberal millennial. Yeah. I think the reason that they don't want to be called is because they want an easy out. It's easier to send to, it's easier to, to not respond or to just delete an e email than it is you to know, get off the we, phone. 
we we have these uh, discussions about phone call or not. Um, most of your typical candidates out there, their phone number is not as readily available as it used to be 20 years ago. So pretending that there's even, in many cases, a choice as to whether to call this lady or to text this lady, we know we don't have her number. So we have to, I mean, that's, that's a problem all in and of itself. So we talk about these theoretical, you know, choice A or choice B. Oftentimes, choice A isn't even an option. It's not on the table. Well, so it doesn't matter whether somebody wants to be texted it. or called or what. Good luck getting the damn phone number. number. Can I follow up on that for a second? I gave, a, I, I, gave a, I gave a TED Talk a couple weeks ago, and I, I ended up giving it to uh, a group of grade 11 students in Ontario going into college slash university, and I had to give them career advice. And I'm closing out this conference for this, this TED Talk, and I gave them three points. And the third point is be careful about who you take advice from. Everybody's got an opinion. Doesn't mean they're right. Everybody's got an opinion. You have to understand where it's coming from. And some of these conferences that I've that I've been to over the years, and I don't go very often anymore, although I just came back from one in Romania, you know, it's it's people pushing something. You know, either pushing their opinion or they're pushing their technology, but they don't have any real life experience on the ground. The point you know, the point of this is do people want more or less phone calls or texts, who cares? It is what it is. And, you know, I, I, loved it. I love going to these conferences and say, well, where did you get that information? What, what was your study? Well, we asked 12 people. Who cares? If you ask 12,000, different story. And I, I find it in a lot of these conferences, okay. people are pushing in But opinion. I think that, you know, what Jeremy said, the people who said they don't want to be called by phone, I think that's Glenn Cathy, right? Am I right, Jeremy? You don't have to admit it if you don't want to. That's Glenn, it was that, right? a slide of it was a slide of Glenn's. He, yes, it was a slide of Glenn's where he yeah, said people okay. don't want to Glenn be contacted. Cassie. So okay. my, que- my question they- is not that. I know that's what they want, but does that mean we shouldn't? No, but Dave Perry well, says, "Go ahead, call them anyway. Who cares what they want?" Now Glenn Cappy exactly. says, "You better care what they want." I'm going to go with Dave Perry. I saw his house on Facebook last week. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> my house. Now, 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 now I got, my I house got another question oh, for what. David Perry. Yep. Well, it looked like your house. Anyway, uh, yep. Rob, Rob Dromgool, okay, he said that his client has given him access to Zoom Info. And he yep. said he gets direct dial lines like 80% of the time. I know David Perry yep. used to be a paid subscriber of Zoom Info. Is that true? It's Still unbelievable. Am. Nobody ever talks yeah. about uh, it. So, uh, so am I? Am I a paid subscriber? Yeah, I was. I was beta number three when they were Ilion Technologies. I, I talk about Zoom uh-huh. because it works, um, and it still blows away everything else I've ever used over the years. The difference is, and it gives you a direct dial, and in most cases, it gives you um, <laughs> emails as well. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm a proponent of Zoom because I can, I can ask for, you know, left-handed, um, blue-eyed, blonde-haired uh, uh, coders with a background in marketing from, you know, the University of Boston or whatever it is. And if they exist, they'll send me a list. And in most cases, I either got their email or their phone number or both and a profile. So I understand. Okay. And I pick up the phone. Animal, you'll never want to use them, though, because – one of their, their their Chrome extension is called Reach Out. 
Oh, which is clearly okay. uh, uh, you're, uh, <laughs> yeah, clearly a no no. Okay, well, yeah. Jeremy, do you have a take? Any take on Zoom Info? Or are they competitors with you? Maybe I guess now you can't really talk about it. Is that right? No, I know they've been around for a long time. I haven't used them in a long time, but I know they're a they're a oh, okay. they're a good tool. Okay. Because, yeah, they've been around for 10 years or so. I never hear anyone talk about them. Everybody's talking about stuff like 360 Social or Clearbit and stuff like that. And here's mm-hmm. Rob, who I know is a good recruiter, comes mm-hmm. out and says he's giving him direct dial numbers. It's, uh, it was almost mm-hmm. impossible for me to believe. Now, we don't know what kind of positions exactly that he was recruiting on uh, for those. You said, okay, that show's over, but there was one other thing that you said about something. That, anyway, I can't remember what it was. Okay. Okay. Anybody else want to say something before I, I go or think about it? Because I'm going to do an ad. My client, not my client, my sponsor, my sponsor, PC Recruiter. If you want to know a little something about how they work, they've got this thing called Two Minute Tuesday. That was yesterday. Today's Wednesday. If you go to their YouTube site, PC Recruiter, then you can see their Two Minute Tuesday videos. It tells you very briefly what they've got happening in their software. That's PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. The president there is a guy named Martin Snyder. Martin Snyder. Remember that. You can find him on Facebook all the time. Anybody want to say anything else? Anybody? Anybody? No? Thanks for having me. Going twice? Three times? I'm happy to have Jeremy Roberts, and I'm very happy that Dave uh, Perry came in and livened up the conversation as well. Come on, everybody. Thank you. Ah!